Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Get ready, Terp fans, because it's time for the Maryland Matt Chat. Join us as we talk Terp wrestling with head coach Kerry McCoy and staff. Now, on to the show with your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, Jason Bryant. It is episode 11 of the Maryland Match Chat. Jason Bryant here with you talking with Kerry McCoy, who at this moment, Coach, you are procrastinating because you are bound for a plane for Santiago, Chile, as part of the coaching staff for the Pan American Championships uh, 30 Pan-American nations across uh, North, South America, and Central America, the, the Caribbean. We'll talk a lot more about that later in the episode, but uh, you know, you've been on these international tours for quite a bit. What's it, what's it take for you to mentally get prepared to say, all right, I'm going to another country for, well, I don't know how many days you, you know, you, you're, you're not used to the comforts of home. I mean, you've been traveling a while, but uh, when you leave the country, it's not like just going down the road for a dual meet. Yeah. You know, I was talking about it with some people, and um, last time I've been out of the country uh, was I went to London. And, um, you know, that's a little different going to London. You know, it's international, but it's very close to to the U.S. They all speak English and, you know, easy to get around. Um, but then after that, the last time that I was out of the country, I think, was uh, 2008. went to Beijing. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a while. And then obviously the last time that I competed was 2004 in, in Athens. So, you know, all those different trips were a different level of preparation. You know, we, we were, we were talking yesterday, coach Eider and, and, you know, remember when you travel overseas, you know, you take one bag of clothes and you take one bag of food. So, you know, I'm thinking about hot pots and, uh, you know, converters and ramen noodles and all the stuff that we used to have to do just so you make sure you could could have enough food to, and nourishment to get through because you just never know what the food's, food's going to be like. But on the other side, in the coaching side, you know, your, your, your nutrition isn't as important. So I, I got a few snacks here and there, but I think I could risk, uh, you know, not necessarily eating as much as I had to when I was competing. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different, but I'm excited. You just explained the diet of every college-age male between the ages of 18 and 22, and you're talking about it being a high-level wrestler with that type of diet. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, you know, you got to go with stuff that, that's sustainable and stuff that can, you know, give you a, a, a quick boost if you need it, but then also something that's pretty rel- relatively easy to travel with. You know, you don't, you don't want to take, a, you know, a steam cooker or something like that to another country, you may end up blowing short circuit the hotel up there if the electrical is not right. So yeah, you gotta you gotta be smart, very strategic when you go international and when you're competing. But that just said again, as a coach, there's a little bit less strategic, you know, because you just kind of wing it. But when you're an athlete, you definitely have to be a lot more conscious of those things. 
We'll pick up more on the international part of this uh, later in the episode, but want to talk a little bit about academics and the team awards uh, that recently just came down the pipe. Uh, four Terps on the Big Ten all-academic team. You got letter winners. You got to be at least a 3.0 student, and in your second year of college, the Terps with four on the Big Ten all-academic team with Derek Ivanovich, Rob Fitzgerald, Tyler Mannion, and Josh Palachik. And to get four on the team, obviously uh, Maryland very, very well across all sports. I think gymnastics had nine athletes on the all-Big Ten all-academic team, and uh, you know this is a good sign for the program. Obviously, uh, letter winner means a lot at a Big Ten program. Talk about the four guys that are on that Big Ten all-academic team representing the sport of wrestling yeah we're really excited about you know our academics and after the 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 not as competitive wrestling on the mat season you know um we know that the guys worked really hard and they tried their best and they got better at the end but we weren't didn't have the level of success that we we would want and we expect um knowing that we still were able to, regardless of, of the, the results on the map, we were still able to keep a high standard in the classroom, which ultimately, you know, it would have been very easy for guys to roll over and say, hey, things aren't going well on the mat, so I'm just going to blow off and not really take anything serious. But they all kept, our, you know, nose to the grindstone and, and push, push hard and, and did well in the classroom. So these four guys in particular, it was really exciting. And, you know, with, uh, with Rob and, and Josh being seniors, um, you know, it's a great way for them to finish their their college careers. Um, so, yeah, pretty exciting. Well, in your experiences, obviously, there's the, the national titles, the three All-American placements. But, uh, you know, your, your freshman year, you're just around 500. And, you know, you're, we're talking about the academics and, uh, you know, alluded to not having as good a season as you want and you're kind of tanking it. I mean, how much did you have to struggle uh, with academics when you were going through some some ups and downs? As Well, more, more or less the uh, ups and downs, the back and forth your freshman year. Yeah, you know, and and that is like I said, it, it's when things aren't going the way you want to go, it, it's very easy to kind of, you know, just bag everything and not really care about a whole lot. But um, you know, it was it was definitely a struggle. My freshman year, I was I was cutting a lot of weight and you know not winning as much as I wanted to, and again, first year in the Big Ten for our school, you know, the first first my freshman year was first year for Penn State in the Big Ten, and um, it was it was it was a challenge. But ultimately, we had a lot of people around. Coaches, workout partners, you know, fans, supporters that it really helped us all make it through it. So our academic support was was second to none. And, you know, Sandy Meyer was our academic advisor. And she was she was like my second mom on campus. So she really did a good job. And the uh, the dean of the business school, he was uh, a, a big supporter. And, you know, he, he was a big fan of of uh, of my mom. When we came on our visit, my mom met him and, you know, he made a promise to my mom that he was going to he was going to watch after me and make sure that, that I, I did my best. So we had some support there, but it was, it was a challenge. So, you know, um, it, it, it takes a lot to balance, you know, regardless of what level, um, takes a lot to balance a- academics and, and, uh, you know, division one athletics and, and these guys did a great job with it. Now, what have you told your team having gone through that experience? I guess maybe there's also kind of a caveat where, uh, you know, you've got some wrestlers that were highly accomplished coming out of high school, and uh, they they expect to win more than they expect to lose. And then you've got guys that are, you know, they were they were pretty good coming out of high school. They realize that they might take more losses than they're accustomed to taking. Do you think it it differs between the level of uh, of caliber of incoming recruit on how they respond to losing and how it directly correlates to their grades? There's a partial correlation to it. Um, you know, most of the guys in our program 
you know, whatever level of, of wrestling they did in high school, they were, they're all relatively good students. Um, you know, we have guys that were, were, were higher level and we have guys that are a little bit lower, but at, you know, they're all pretty good is what they're doing. So, um, some of them high school came really easy for them and they didn't have to work that hard and some had to work really hard to do it. So, um, the transition is definitely per person. It's a little bit different, but that's, that's why we've got great academic support at the university of Maryland. We've got great people involved with our tutoring system and our, and our advising system. So, um, you know, the transition, if, if it's, if it's a challenge, you know, those guys get a little more attention. If it's a little bit easier then those guys, you know, can kind of fly on their own a little bit, but, you know, just combining the academics and the athletics together, you just got to be be ready for the challenge. And, you know, when things go wrong, you look for help and, and try to make the most out of it. As we move to our next topic, it'll be the team awards. And uh, these these just came down the pipe recently. You had them. And uh, how many awards do you give out? And basically explain the structure uh, of how you do your annual team awards. And, and then we'll get to the, the guys that won those particular awards. Yeah, you know, it's uh... – I like I, I like to say it's a pretty unique thing. Um, our guys get to vote on, you know, they get to vote on the awards. So, you know, we give everybody in the team, the coaches, support staff, an opportunity to vote. And but it's primarily, you know, the guys on the team get to vote, and we give out uh, a variety of awards. You know, the the typical outstanding wrestler award. Um, we give out a red shirt of the year award. We give out a freshman of the year, um, a couple of uh, special awards. We give an 11th man award, which is given to the guy that, that didn't wrestle in the conference tournament, but made significant contribution to the team. We give a most improved award, Tom Norris. If anybody's followed the program, know the story about Tom Norris and a two-time ACC champ and congressional medal of honor winner and, you know, all kinds of, of accolades. So he, there's an award named after him that's, that's given to the wrestler who always puts a team before himself. Um, there's a Kurt Callahan award. He's, you know, uh, ACC champ here and, and very successful former coach. And um, that's given to the wrestlers who always do, ready to do battle and practice and, and competition. You have Kevin Kearns, who's a, another captain, longtime supporter, you know, one of our administrative assistants. And that's given to the, the University of Maryland senior who's contributed the most to wrestling at the university. And then, our outstanding wrestler award is named after John McHugh, again another former former coach. Um, we also we also give out uh, it's called the Hudson Taylor Award. Hudson Taylor was the first wrestler to finish his career undefeated in dual meets at home. So we we brought up the award a couple of years ago just to recognize outstanding achievement at a home dual meet. So we, you know, we, all of our dual meets, we give an award for there. And then we, we recognize our team captain, recognize our, our letter award winners. Um, so it's a pretty good deal. We give a bunch of, bunch of awards and guys get involved. They get to dress up. Most of them don't dress up too often. So they get to put some nice clothes on and friends and family come to cheer, you know, to celebrate. And, and the, the most exciting part about our banquet is our seniors, they get up and, and they give a speech and just talk about their, their experiences and, you know, it's, it's, it's unfiltered. It's un you know, unscripted. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to say until they get out there. So it's always interesting what they, what they talk about and, but it, it comes from the heart. It comes from them. And, you know, after four or five years, they, they really get to impress their, their feelings on what, what their experience here has meant. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. 
No, this is just a wrestling banquet, right? This isn't. Uh, this isn't in with all the other sports. Is like an end of the season banquet, is it? No, ours is just our team. Um, you know, there is a a Terp Awards that happen in a couple of weeks where they have all the teams and they give some academic awards, they give some athletic awards, they give you know coaching awards, they do all that stuff with just all all the teams involved. But this is just our our spring awards banquet that is only geared towards the uh, the team. So some of these award winners, let's 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 see who we got that uh, taking home the hardware at the end of the year. Yeah, so um, you know our, our outstanding rest of the year was Lou Mascola. Um, you know he went and went two and two at the NCAA tournament, placed at the Midlands tournament, placed at the conference tournament. Um, you know had had some really big wins throughout the year, and and uh, he was he was selected by by the team and, and coaches and all as the outstanding rest of the year. Um, the Kevin Kearns Award for senior that was Spencer Myers. Um, you know f- five year member of the team, four-time NCAA qualifier, All-American, two-time conference champ. You know, everyone knows that he played football this year, so this year was a two-sport All-American, but really had a huge impact and was, you know, seconds away from being a two-time All-American this year and really in the hunt to uh, to have done more through his, through his overall career. Um, Tom Norris, Unsung Hero Award, that went to Josh Palachek. You know, Josh is... Uh, he, he's he's a the, the the textbook definition of perseverance. He came in and you know battled injuries, battled sicknesses. You know he had two shoulder surgeries throughout. Made one twenty five his first year, went up to one thirty three the next two years, and then decided to go back down to one twenty five this year and and commit himself to manage his weight properly. And you know didn't have the success on the mat that he would have liked to have, but it was definitely not for lack of trying, lack of effort, and you know improved throughout the year. So. Definitely fitting for him to get that award. Frank Goodwin got our 11th man award. You know, Frank is a fifth-year senior, one-time NCAA qualifier. Um, you know, just had some 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 really good overall um, opportunities this year. Got a big win in our Navy match and, you know, traveled with the team. Was right there pushing Cheyenne Brown, you know, the whole year. And then probably about six weeks left in the season, he got a, a pretty bad ankle sprain and, you know, really, that was kind of the end of the season for him. You know, wasn't in a position to to challenge, you know, to wrestle off at the end because his ankle didn't heal up properly. But you know, he was there in the practices and through the preparation for the conference tournament, through preparation for the NCAA terms, he was there working out with the guys. So definitely had an impact. Um, Lou Mascola, again, he won our most improved award. So, you know, coming from off a of redshirt year and the year before not qualifying for nationals to – to this year, placing in Midlands tournament and placing the conference tournament, and then getting winning matches at the nationals. So he got the the most improved award, which was pretty exciting for him. And Alfred Baby J Banish just swept the the red shirt of the year and the freshman of the year awards. Um, huge, huge future, huge upside for him. And you know, he's just chomping at the bit. Um, you know, he sees some of these guys, and he has a little rivalry with Kyle Snyder from high school that goes back and they've been, been at each other for a long time. So now, you know, Kyle made the finals his freshman year. So baby J says he's coming for him. Um, so that's, he's, we're really excited about him in the future. So those are the main awards that we have. And like I said, the letter awards and, and the other ones were, were given out and it's pretty cool that we had a, a bunch of people there. We had about 150 people at our banquet. So it was a, a good turnout. 
Well, as I'm looking at some of the awards, obviously, I think the, you know, from where I sit pretty much as, as, as a member of the national media and being able to watch these teams and obviously paying a little bit more attention to Maryland uh, now that we have the show than, than maybe I did in, in the past. But uh, I'm looking at the 11th Man Award is one thing. I really, I'd not heard of this type of thing before with other wrestling programs. I really like that. Most improved, I think we both agree. I mean, obviously, Lou Mascola, and I looked at it. You know, as an unbiased observer going, yes, this not, not just from one year to the next, but even during the season, how much this guy improved. And, and a guy who was definitely fun to watch. I thought, you know, uh, I thought the OW might have been an interesting case on uh, who you picked there. But obviously, Lou was there the whole season. And, uh, you know, Spencer contributing as much as he did to the program over the years. And, uh, you know, that, that the, the Palachik kid, for example, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to really be your starter. And he comes out there and he's, he's in there and it's gritty. He's fighting. He had a couple wins that, that were, that were decent of note. And, you know, I looked at him throughout the year going, man, this, this kid's just, he's, he's not giving up. He, he, he's not getting hammered. I mean, yeah, he's getting beat, but you know, you see, you saw a lot of grit and fighting him. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I know you don't like to hear it, but he did. He did get a win over your old one of your old Dominion boys, so that was that was a big win for him. And I always know you like to like to hear that hat when that comes up. You know, I, I was I was actually leading with that. I was like, I was just going to leave it up to you if you were going to throw it in there. But that, I said decent wins, okay? So wins over qualifiers, including ones from my. You know, I've been we've gone this almost this whole year of eleven yeah. episodes and not mentioning my alma mater very much. I know. I, I, we we yeah. couldn't let it go for much longer. Yeah, I mean with the with with the with the off season roll around, you're not gonna you know, it's no longer uh, schools, it'll be clubs and so uh, you know, that might get lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. But with that that that's kind of an I guess a natural segue as we talk about uh clubs. You got the Terrapin Wrestling Club that's gonna kick up here uh now that the Athletic season is over for the University of Maryland wrestling. A lot of guys going to be wrestling at universities and regionals, and uh, what's now known as it, we can't. It's still hard to say anything other than field juniors, but United World Wrestling Juniors are the the eighteen to twenty year old age groups. But uh, before we get to that, you know the international schedule is pretty much it goes year round. So opportunities like this for you to coach in, in Chile is is not really comes up too often as, as a head college coach, but you're on an interesting uh, in staff there. I mean, you, you've got Jeff Buxton, who's the longtime coach at Blair Academy, who's now with the Lehigh Valley Athletic Club, and then Mark Perry, the associate head coach at Illinois, so who actually wrestled for Buxton at Blair. He's an Oklahoma native, and a lot of people know that, of course, Mark Perry is, is John Smith's nephew and the older brother of Chris Perry, who's on the team. And uh, interesting d- makeup of this team. you got a couple guys from the Minnesota Storm. you got a couple guys from Titan Mercury, a couple guys from Sunkist, of course, Zach Ray from uh, Lehigh Valley Athletic Club. So first off, from a coaching standpoint, when you're not coaching these guys, you know, year round, what's it what's it like for you to go into that situation? And you've got, uh, you know, minds like Jeff Buxton and Mark Perry and, and yourself sitting there coaching guys that uh, you, you don't coach very much, if at all, during a year. Yeah, you know, and I, I think the biggest thing is is personal experience. Um, I've, I've competed in those competitions and, you know, obviously – competed at a high level in my personal career and, you know, being able to coach world championship teams and, and Olympic teams. So the, the, the experience and the perspective that you can go just helping those guys physically, again, I can, I can still get on the mat and, you know, not like I used to, but I could still scrap a little bit so I can get hands on and drill and go over positions. But it's just, I was out at the world cup and got to see some of those things. And, and I've got a great relationship with Bruce Burnett for, I mean, 20 plus years. So, I know kind of what he's expecting of of the team, and just being able to support him, and you know whatever these guys need. So it's it it's definitely a 
an opportunity to go out there and, and, and help USA take one step closer to being the best team in the country. And we've got a variety of guys, but every time USA steps on the mat, we want to, we want to win. We want to dominate. We want to be the best in the world. So, you know, it's another opportunity. And this is a, you know, it's a pretty important event for this, you know, qualification for other events down the line and, you know, setting up our team for, for other successes later on. So, you know, I, I know all the guys that, that are on the team. I've, I've watched them compete at different levels. Um, you know, Zach just competed at the World Cup last week, and you know, I've known him for – worked out with him a lot. But, you know, just knowing wrestling as a whole and knowing what the expectations for Team USA are, are really the foundation for, for this trip. Now, for Maryland fans to, to understand this, to those who might not uh, gravitate to the freestyle and Greco-Roman world, the international styles of wrestling, when, when you look at it, obviously the rules are slightly different, although they're a little more understandable than they used to be. You know, looking at this, this, this roster – you know, Zach Sanders, a four-time All-American. Hawk Strasser's three multiple-time All-American. Jason Chamberlain, same way. Uh, Dustin Slater, since a champ. Tyler Caldwell, four-time All-American. Chris Perry, two-time national champ. Dustin Kilgore, national champ. Zach Ray, national champ. These are the teams that are, the college programs are looking to fill eventually. These are the, these are the goals of these wrestlers: is to once they get past, get done with college and win their championships there, is to represent the United States. and And we're looking at this team, and this is a team that's loaded. If you're looking at it from a collegiate accolade standpoint, but when you're looking at, at the rankings, this is you know these are probably anywhere from our two to our fours, and that's how tough international wrestling is in this country there's no more divisions there's there's uh, you know seven to eight weight classes depending on the year and you know it, it it basically this is the you know it's essentially a professional sport at this level without a doubt without a doubt and you know in in in, in order for us to be successful as a country we have to have our best wrestlers compete you know and and NCAA championship doesn't mean a, a whole lot when it comes to international wrestling, but if you can win, you can win. And that's really, so the guys that have been successful in college, they know how to win. They know what it takes. So, so that's a big thing. So the transition of styles, you make an adjustment with technical points here, but really our best wrestlers throughout history have been, you know, our best wrestlers in high school, our best wrestlers in college, our best wrestlers internationally. So they all wrestle folk style and, I know the great debate in this country is, you know, does folk style wrestling hurt or freestyle or, you know, and obviously if, if you can wrestle freestyle more often, have more experience with it, it's going to help. But, you know, every one of our champions wrestled, started wrestling folk style. Um, you know, they, the, the, the college system, the high school system has, has proven that you can be successful and, um, you know, and we just need more of our guys to, to continue to do it. The one thing that I think is a little bit disappointing is that a lot of college coaches are, are shying their guys away from wrestling freestyle because, you know, they want them wrestling folk style year round. And, you know, and, and if, if our teams are going to be the best in the world, you know, 10, 15 years ago when, when the U.S. Was, was right there every year in the hunt for world championships, winning medals all the time, all those guys that were wrestling were wrestling folk style right into freestyle wrestling at the at the former Fila's at former S bars now UWW and wrestling at the University Nationals wrestling at the regional tournaments wrestling in the US US Nationals you know the the college guys are wrestling three or four or five tournaments in the in the off season now you know a lot of those college guys aren't competing as much and when they get to the international level it takes them a couple of years to to get used to it so you know I think that 
it's important for our country's international hopes to continue to grow is that we need to have more of our colleges pushing international styles and kids need more opportunities to compete. So I don't know. I think I went off on a tangent there, but it's, it's, it's a good opportunity for, uh, for our team to showcase and get better. Well, the tangent leads into what are you doing at the University of Maryland with the, the Terrapin Wrestling Club? We've got the Northeast Regionals coming up. Uh, it's, a senior, it's also an age group, but it also has a senior level May 1st through 3rd at East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Then we've got the, the U.S. Open in Las Vegas coming up in, in early May. We're again with the United World Wrestling Junior Division, which is the best 18- to 20-year-olds in the country. So you could have guys as young as their junior in high school all the way to guys that are sophomores in college competing in the same tournament. I mean, we saw some monster matchups between, you know, Isaiah Martinez and Anthony Valencia last year at Madison at the field, of, then the field of juniors. I think we were still working on names then. And then of course you got the university nationals coming up at the end of May. So, uh, you know, everything you just said about, you know, funneling things with USA wrestling and, and this, this country, how are you trying to work university of Maryland and uh, Terrapin wrestling club into that with this program to funnel it through, to win things for Maryland and the Terp club and then move on to uh, potential medals for USA wrestling. Yeah. And, and we've got, we've got multiple levels of, of guys, Josh Asper, you know, two time all American for us. Uh, he's, he's training and competing. Um, Montel Marion's training in the area. One of our resident athlete guys, Sean Contos is a, a strength coach for our program, but he's also training, competing, um, Michael Mitchell's been in the area for the last couple of years. He's competing. So we've got some some senior level guys, and then we have some of our older guys on the team, guys like Lou Mascola and Dawson Peck and Jeffrey Alexander, or, you know, we're expecting those guys to compete at these events. And then, um, you know, our young guys, we, we had probably 10 or 12 freshmen, sophomores that are, you know, eligible to compete in the, in the FILAs, UWWs. So, they're going to be there, and we want them to go out to Brockport or to the Northeast Regionals that used to be in Brockport to get some some practice, some warm ups, and so our expectation is we're going to have uh, you know good numbers at at all three events: um, Northeast Regionals, U.S. Nationals, and University Nationals. And then you know hopefully we get some of these guys that can break through and make those age group world team trials, and our senior level guys will qualify for the trials, and you know come come later this summer we got guys that are in the hunt to be on world teams at every level. And, um, you know, that really helps our, our program top to bottom. I mean, it helps our, our club to be more successful. It helps our, our college program. It helps recruiting. It's, it's, all, it's all a piece of it. So, you know, I'm, uh, and, and we talk primarily freestyle. That was my area, what I focused on. And, but, you know, we have a handful of guys that are going to be wrestling Greco-Roman. And, you know, it's, uh, it's an opportunity just to get on the mat, change it up, and, and try, to, try to get better and raise the bar. You know, I have seen you in a Greco-Roman corner before, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, and here's the thing. I had an up-close-and-personal view because you, you were next to me in that same corner. Yeah, yeah, I think you were there first, and then I was able to back you up. I was the assistant. You were the head. Yeah, that might have had something to do with the performance of said athlete. If you were the head coach, you, it might, things might have been different. But, uh, yeah. you know, you listen to me, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. But uh, – yeah. That's another story, another time. It was yeah, uh, exactly. interesting days back in '09. So, uh, for Coach Kerry McCoy, we got to let him get back on the road. He's heading to Santiago, Chile, for the Pan Am Championships. We will circle back with him on episode 12 about how that trip went and more things that are associated with Terp Wrestling. This has been episode 11 of the Maryland Match Chat.
This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.